Doctor Who, the time of angels. Welcome to Impossible Podcasts. I'm Kayla Woodbridge. And I'm Sarah Barrett. We continue catching up on those Doctor Who episodes where uh, we didn't do commentaries on them. So we recently did The Beast Below and we're jumping over Victory of the Daleks because we did record a commentary on that one. So if you want to hear that commentary, uh, please uh, dig back into our archives. We hope you enjoy it. The, the podcast, not necessarily the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think we were very complimentary, were we? I can't. No, remember. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, it's it's a fun episode, but lots of wasted <laughs> potential and lots of things that don't yes. really make sense. Uh, so, yes. But anyway, today we're discussing the time of angels. Yeah. So uh, this saw the return both of River Song and the Weeping Angels. Yes, I do love River Song. <laughs> <laughs> or like... not? Um, <laughs> yeah, and the Weeping Angels, which is convenient because obviously they're now returning in the latest series that they're currently filming. Aren't mm, they? so, yes. So uh, for um, the departure of some of the characters. Yes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, Moffat does with them, and apparently uh, in New York. So, mm, and they do seem to be jumping time again, don't they? So hopefully that will be a cracker, mm. as, as they say. But yeah, because uh, this was very much Moffat using some of his established ideas and characters. Uh, ones that he'd used himself before, but uh, this was kind of Moffat squared, as it were. <laughs> yes. um, we can discuss how that fits into the evolution of the show, into Stephen Moffat's yeah. vision of it, uh, but we'll get started. If you're listening along at home, press play now. And we start with a nice sunny garden park and someone looking around rather confused uh, and lipstick and yes I really like this opening sequence I think it's one of the best pre-title sequence yeah. is that um, Doctor Who has done um, it's just uh, very well paced and Bold and Moffat's done similar things since then, um, jumping around. So the beginning of the Pandorica opens, for example. But I don't think it quite—they've quite matched this one. Mm. This, of course, is, is River Song, isn't it? This not that we know that yet necessarily. Striding around in high heels, in very very high red heels, yes. With a gun that appears to be a gun and a laser. Handily enough, and some cool shades, and that caption twelve thousand years later, as you do. <laughs> yes. Classic Moffat trick. Just skip two thousand twelve thousand years. And we've got Amy and the Doctor in the Delirium Archive. I do like the. Um, location they've used for I was going to say, where is it? Because it's a church, evidently. Yeah, I'm not sure where exactly, but 
Yes, the Doctor being very smug. An echo of his line about pointing and laughing at archaeologists. Yeah. But I do find the idea that the Doctor um, uses it to keep score a bit odd. Oh, our audio's gone. <laughs> Just a moment. <laughs> and now our picture's gone. Um, oh, here we are. There we are. Small technical hitch, don't worry about it. But, um, yeah, unless the Doctor sort of picks a museum and then decides to uh, investigate all the things in it. Mm. Um, uh, I find the idea that the Doctor is so ubiquitous that he can go into any museum and uh, go, did that, did that, a, a bit annoying, mm. just because uh, it makes the universe seem a bit small. Which it really isn't, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> a nice build-up to the Hello Sweetie line. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor makes off with it. It's a both Bond feel about this bit, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's it's a blatant Bond, I think. Is this the one where she jumps out the window? Uh, out the spaceship. Yeah, yes. and ends up in the swimming pool. No, that's a different one. That's, a different one. Yeah. that's the um, day of the moon. But yes, the whole um, tuning in with different timelines mm. and the way it's edited together to make it seem it's in the same time frame. Wait till she runs, then make it look like an execution as opposed to an accident. Uh, Did I just yeah. mishear that line? <laughs> like I said on the last one, you might want to find Oh, this one should just go straight to the TARDIS. Yeah. Yes, there's some line about an air tunnel. Now, uh, the TARDIS there, if you notice, didn't have the St John's Ambulance badge um, on that the TARDIS prop has by this stage, so it looks like they used the wrong uh, um, uh, CGI model. It was the old TARDIS one. Because the, the one they stood in there does. Hmm. Just in a brief shot, I think. But yeah, I I really like that. It, I, the first time I saw that, I just thought that that was that's such a brilliant, bold opening mm. to the. Episode. I think my feeling of it is co- coloured by my feeling for a song now. <laughs> which of course, at the point that I'd seen this, I didn't necessarily mind with a song. This was before I found her annoying. So, <laughs> but um. I like the 
have fallen in the swimming pool one. Directed by Adam Smith, who I think also did Eleventh Fire, possibly. Might be misremembering that. Don't have Wikipedia or the TARDIS uh, wiki open in front of me for <laughs> fact checking. I, I do, but I'm trying to find out why, where they um, filmed Delirium Archive. I will be able to tell you shortly. The doctor getting a little bit protective over <laughs> his Gosh. Why has she hung her shoes? I forgot she did that. She hung her shoes on. Matt Smith does look younger than he does now. Yeah. Just in a couple of years. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a pessimist. You need the brakes on. Yeah. Well, it's a brilliant one. I like that noise. <laughs> that's a funny gag, the whole uh, brakes on. Although, I was wondering whether this was a setup um, for the finale as well, as well as being a gag, because in the second episode you have the future Doctor turning up and several people spotted that he seemed different, it didn't seem, quite seem to fit yeah. and we're speculating about that and my theory was was that the Doctor used the um, uh, trick he learned here to materialise back through the series without being heard with the sort of TARDIS in stealth mode ah. um, which wasn't what happened. It was his timeline unraveling and reversing instead. But I would it, give up a comfort. It was a good thing. If anyone knows where the delirium, what's it called, the delirium archive was actually filmed, then please let us mm. know because I cannot find it out. This was um, the first story they filmed uh, with Matt Smith. Um, the scenes on the beach in the moment were the very first bit of filming they did. Ah. Uh, back in the um, summer of was it 2009 mm-hmm. um, right who are you asking before the director or the script editor oh yeah the director did Adam Smith do I don't know he's not a link Adam Smith um Of course, at this stage, we knew very little about River Song, just what, mm. uh, from the first meeting in Silence in the Library. Which I watched the other day. It was on TV. It was on <laughs> Watch the other day, and I watched it. Yeah, well, this, this is why, at this point, I don't mind River Song. I do now, because I, I know what they do with her, but when originally watching this episode, I didn't mind her. Now, pay pay careful attention and see if there's any clues that um, Amy. <laughs> and of course, um, are there any clues to the relationship between Amy and River or anything that contradicts it? 
Adam Smith also directed Town of Angels and Flesh and Stone. That's my last. Yeah, he did direct Eleventh Hour. Eleventh Hour, yeah. Yeah. Which is the subject of the quiz on Monday? Is it? Mm, yes, we are going to the quiz of Rassilon, um, which takes place once a month in Cardiff. The questions on the eleventh hour are the likely to be the only ones I can answer because I don't <laughs> know the other two things it's on. This is Suffern Down Beach near to where they filmed Bad Wolf Bay. Yeah. I managed to find that looking for where they filmed the delirium archive. <laughs> Notes that he says we keep meeting in so the So suggests that they've uh, met long order, that somewhere before. Hmm. There, there have been more meetings between science and the library. And, that. and this. Uh, now there are four. Army men turned up. And this is Ian Glenn, who uh, has gone on to be in Game of Thrones as um, oh, disgraced knight. Uh, Sarah Jura, I think it is. Um, oh. I've not seen the TV show, but I have read the. Um, yeah, you made it through the first book, book, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I haven't yet. Because <laughs> um, I think didn't Kieran say that they wanted to bring him back in Doctor Two, but he was busy with Ah uh, yes, um, Game of Thrones. Yes. So I'm guessing that would have probably been in um, a Good Man Goes to War, where the uh, clerics put in the reappearance and for more information on Game of Thrones check out the podcast we actually <laughs> yes. did with Kieran when he managed to uh, return to uh, Wales and we spent probably a good hour discussing Game mm. of Thrones didn't we <laughs> the maze of the dead It seems uh, the, Amy saying you never do that seems a bit odd, considering she she's it, not known him that long. Yeah, it's implied that this is their third adventure that they haven't done anything else. So it does remind me though her saying that isn't this the one where it was in the preview for this one that we have a shot of him with a gun, isn't it? And it caused uproar mm. because the doctor doesn't use guns. Yeah, it was more of a case of tenants. Doctor doesn't. Oh, I can't uh, speak any but, earlier than but, that. But Bev and I just uh, reached um, the, the Doctor's daughter in uh, uh, Watch Through of uh, um, Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who. And, oh uh, dear, yes. Make this the foundation of your society, a man who never would. Uh, so, yes. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. No, overblown, overblown. So they're playing with the whole history of the doctor's wife idea, and 
can't answer is yes, sort of. Well, yes. In an alternate timeline that's now cancelled out. Dun, 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 the first sort of the uh, the return of the Weeping Angels. So is this the first time we see them since Blink? Blink? Yep. Yes, so um says that the ones in Blink were scavengers. Yeah. So um impl- which gives Moffat a bit of an excuse to um give them extra powers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Talked of randomly breaking things. I think Matt Smith actually did that and so they kept it in. Probably. I think um, this is a lot more similar in tone to uh, Moffat's earlier adventures, mm. his Russell T Davies era ones, because um, I think some fans were a bit disappointed uh, with the um, 11th hour and Beast Below in that they were less um, Moffat-y. Yeah. They, they, uh, they were more the kind of standard Doctor Who episodes. And of course, it's, um, it was a bit unrealistic to expect 13 episodes of Blink. Mm. <laughs> but it is I nice. We all get a bit bored if it was. Yeah. It is nice to see Moffat, you perhaps feel, mm. playing to his strengths a bit more in this one. Ooh, and. The angel has moved. So is the idea that the fact that they're filming the angel, is that enough for them to stay still? Um, yeah, I think so. Because this is the same, well, this is the same bit of footage looping. Yeah. Um, but the angel was supposed to be dormant. But the idea is, is that the, um, angel uh, because that the weeping angels are able to animate uh, images of themselves remotely. Oh, that was it. Yes, so, I remember. So because there's angels in the vicinity it's activating. Now some fans have misunderstood this to mean that any image of an angel can autom- automatically becomes an angel but I do think it's um, it's established that um, an angel has to um, actively actively use the image. Now, I was expecting this book to have been written by someone, one of the characters, getting zapped back in time, mm. uh, because as we'll get on to later, uh, they don't actually do that. They just break people's necks, which, yes, which... is a bit more boring. Um, yeah. Although it does make plotting more straightforward. Yes, true. Um,
And of course, this is wonderfully meta in that if an angel can come out of a um, TV screen, mm. then that removes the safe barrier between um, the story and you at home watching yes. on your TV screen. <laughs> I wonder what... Cause were they doing the... On the BBC website for Doctor Who, they were doing the children's reviews, weren't they? Mm. I don't know if they were doing it for the this episode. Factor. The Fear Factor. Because this one probably scored quite highly, I'd imagine. Mm. Oh no, the angel's got its scary face on there. <laughs> That's what it means. Yes. It's a good thing it doesn't do it quickly, otherwise it wouldn't have taken, <laughs> we wouldn't have had enough time for him to spend that long finding the book that tells us this is what it does. And of course we knock to the episode blink. Hmm. <laughs> I like Amy trying to uh, wink alternately. It's quite, it's a good idea, really, because yeah. it is very difficult not to blink. It it's a semi-auto Reflex. autonomous response, so it's actually quite a good idea to try and. Uh, Oh, and Amy realising realising again the dangers of travelling with the Doctor. So, yeah, I, I think the confusion about how the whole image thing working is understandable considering how much they repeat whatever is the image of an angel is an angel. Yeah. Oh, now they're getting. That's very useful. A projection of the angel reaching out, as the doctor says. Now, I think um, the clever thing about the angels is that they're always about to arrive. And Doctor Who Monsters are always a bit rubbish when they arrive because um, then um, you have to find some excuse for them not to yes. kill the characters. 
and so it's like the Daleks are always like exterminate exterminate uh, pause while the doctor chat, defeats chat, them. Chat, chats away and yes. finds some way to defeat them <laughs> I think a lot of stories are based on that though, aren't they they're based on yeah. the beginning parts of it they're either based on the beginning parts of it all going wrong or they're based on the aftermath of it going wrong and people fighting back to change it, aren't they? Mm. That's a nice shot. Yeah. And that's reminiscent of the uh, like thing they use in the Satan pit when they go... Um, uh, I think I blocked that one out of my mind. It wasn't very good at Satan pit, was it? Oh, it was. Which one was the Satan pit? Um, when uh, there's around the black hole and there's uh, something that might be the devil trapped inside. Oh yes, no, no, that's fine. It was when they repeated it, wasn't it? It was when they did the same again. Oh yeah, 42. 42. That was the right I remember which one. Was, I, I know that the two are linked in my head and don't remember which way around they are. Yeah. <laughs> the weeping angel hiding among the statues. And this is setting up the whole thing of River Song being the one to kill the Doctor, yeah. hinting at it. Because at the end of the wedding of River Song, she pops up in this costume, um, having, and she says, Oh, I've just climbed out of the Byzantium to have a chat with Amy. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic sort of dark tunnels and torches <laughs> moment. Yeah. Creepy done, statues. They've done quite a lot of it. Maybe still being troubled by something in her eye. Yeah. So do you think the reinvention of the Weeping Angels in um, uh, this story is successful? I think so. I'm, I'm trying to remember where this storyline went. It's a long time since I watched this one or the next one. But well, I the liked them in Blink. But I think they do it on a bitch, bugger, bitch bigger... <laughs> on a much bigger scale. <laughs> Careful with your speeder is... Oh, dear. Um... Yeah. Anything except being affected by Angel. Um, yeah, I think it's quite good, this one. I think it's a nice way. To, I, the breaking the next bit is just a bit of a mm. I, I convenience. Think also, I think the thing uh, which we discussed in the commentary on the second part mm. was the whole angels turning their heads. We see them moving. Oh, and yes. I thought that was a bit of a misstep. Ah, yes. Um, and it kind of implies that they're actually stone rather than just turning to stone when mm. um, we see them. <laughs> <laughs> My 
off at playing with the audience. <laughs> Oh, it's two soldiers talking who haven't had any dialogue uh, yet. Oh, they're they're off on their own. And one of them's back, so he's doubly doomed. <laughs> they're all doomed. Is he first or second? I can't remember, actually. I think he gets yeah. the right of living slightly longer than the other guy, doesn't he? Possibly. Well, they both die in the end anyway, don't they? So. Their days are numbered. <laughs> Flickering lights. Because of course they did that in Blink, didn't they? They altered the... They affected the lights, didn't they? Yes. Now, one of... Um, <coughs> there was an image... Um, there was a jigsaw puzzle with the... Uh, for this episode with the Weeping Angels on, but it also had an eclipse image on it, on it which led to some speculation that the angels um, being able to turn out lights in large enough numbers might try and turn out the sun, ah. <laughs> which was um, uh, an interesting idea. Yeah. No, he is second bit, to die. bit over the guy, The other guy's already dead. Hey. <laughs> They're both doomed. Black guy gets to live slightly longer than the other guy. Bucking the trend slightly. <laughs> slightly. Still killing him, but in his own way. What are you shooting at? One of the things I like is that uh, you do get the... Um, uh, clerics uh, being presented fairly well, so mm. they're, they're not villains in this episode, which yeah. is a nice, nice change. And I do quite like the lines about the um, uh, with the verger and the hand grenades and mm. uh, <laughs> all this stuff. This is Bob, isn't it? Yeah. I do like, um, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Smith's good here. He's not as hyper as he gets in some later mm. stories. And I like the hyperness somehow, because although I, I liked Tennant as a doctor, I think what they did with him towards the end all got very sort of navel-gazing and, and got very sort of... Well, I, I I don't think it has to be a choice between being all emo and no. looking grim and uh, being like um, the uh, seven-year-old who's just been at the Blue Smarties, mm. which is how Matt Smith gets them to. Yeah, but I think there's a better mix in some of Matt Smith's stuff now than mm. what they got towards the end of Tenants. I think the beginning part of Tenants, well, the majority of Tenants, really, you had that balance where some episodes you had him bouncing around yeah. and eating all the Blue Smarties. I, I I think they got, got a, a bit. I think the balance is generally a little better in um, the series five than yeah. in series six, where I think they sometimes went a little yeah. over the top with the hyperness. <laughs> 
um, trying to remember which caves they filmed this in. Whether it was Wookie Hole or Probably Wookie Hole, I'd imagine. There were bits they were walking through before that I recognised, so probably. People with t- <laughs> two heads. Self marriage. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what it's like, well, um, if they have two heads, why do all these people have one head? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a nice twist that the whole uh, they think that they're looking for one angel among all the statues and then realising that all of the statues are angels. It doesn't quite explain why they don't look like the angels and why the angels all turn into looking like angels later. Yeah. Don't quite get that. So. I've just googled whether this was filmed at Wookie Hole Caves, and there's a link saying jobs for witches at Wookie Hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really what I wanted. Are you sure? Yes. Maybe it wasn't then. No. Turn the lights. Oh. <laughs> Very creepy. Yeah. The slightly it, faceless ones are a little bit more creepy than the, um, you know, the, the full mm. ones. I like Matt's Smith's expression of almost glee. <laughs> yes, there's something um, very creepy about the kind of decayed faces, yeah. not quite there. I think it um, there's a lot of potential in seeing the angels out in force, as it were, in a contemporary setting. Because mm. obviously with Blink that was um, much more small scale, even though you had the whole thing of if they get the TARDIS and they can, yeah. uh, it'll cause an explosion that will blow up the sun or something, <laughs> which is just a randomly chucked in bit of steak raising. The whole thing with the voices is reminiscent of in um, uh, Science in the Library. Science in the Library, yeah. With the ghosting and the... um, Uh, Vashnarada stealing the voices. Yeah. I think, although it does use a lot of um, familiar Moffat motifs, it does largely succeed in um, putting them to 
different effect. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, um, Moffat do, does have his favourite devices and stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I generally feel he, um, although he repeats some of his tricks, he doesn't repeat his stories. Um, I've just found out it was actually filmed in Clearwell Caves. Oh, yes, of course. Clearwell in the Forest of Dean. Or in a nearby quarry, some of it, apparently. No, a nearby quarry was used in Blixham. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this one, the Satan Pit, Flattered Stone, and the Christmas Invasion. Bob, which I do believe is somebody's Twitter handle. <laughs> yes, very nasty. So the idea was that they snapped their necks because they needed the bodies of which to yeah. communicate, to yes. strip the cerebral cortex, etc., etc. Et it doesn't explain why they need, uh, since they only seem to use um, a, uh, Bob, Bob. <laughs> why they killed the other two, yes. Perhaps, uh, perhaps it didn't work, but it's not explained. We can fill in the gaps. That's one of the things. Maybe it took them three goes to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> And here we have Amy's flight. That's quite Amy's creepy, the whole turning to stone. Mm. Now, I was wondering whether all these people here didn't look like angels because they were the population um, from beforehand. Because it's implied this planet's been colonised, but the previous population was wiped out. Yeah. That they got turned into angels by um, the angels beforehand. Mm. But we don't really get the backstory filled in. No. It's quite a good one to be watching currently because obviously the angels are going to be what Amy and Rory face in their yes. final. Not that we know, I don't personally know, we don't know, do we, who dies or doesn't die. But we do know that the ponds face the angels. Yeah. They were filming with the angels 
in uh, not only in New York but also around Cardiff University, mm. um, just down the road from you, in fact. Yeah, uh, um, by the engineering the engineering building. <laughs> Possibly not the biggest problem right now, Amy. <laughs> yeah, um, for their first story, they, they do work very well together. Mm. Um, Amy and the Doctor, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. Yes, it was very exciting, just I remember the whole media hoopla uh, with the first shots of uh, them, and the whole costume for Matt Smith was something that um, provoked quite a bit of discussion, because... I do believe the costume Amy was wearing did as well, because of course one of the few shots we got of her was her in the uh, police uniform, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was a couple of months later, because they filmed... And the eleventh hour later, later in the sequence, but um, with the more professorial yeah. look for the doctor, um, rather than the uh, somewhat more contemporary style for yeah. particularly for Christopher Eccleston, but David Tennant as well was. Mm. Whereas this is a bit more traditionally. Doctorish in the Both ties are cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here comes the doctor's big speech. Um and which was in the traders. But also this was the point at which Graham, uh, animated dancing Graham Norton, appeared on ah! over the screen in, not in Wales, thankfully, but uh, in English regions, I think. Ah, that's um, really nice. Which really annoyed the fans, the Graham Norton invasion. Not the first time either, because he also... Um, his voice interrupted Rose on its first broadcast, bleeding through from BBC Three. Ah, that's a horrible. Doctor firing a gun. It's the graffiti guy. See that shot caused so much problem, didn't it? Him with a gun. Hmm. But no offense, he wasn't shooting anybody yeah. else, you know. I don't, I don't like this idea that the Doctor's got a huge aversion to guns for using for anything. Yeah. Because uh, guns, especially... if, not, if nothing else, are quite good for shooting a projectile at something you need to hit, such as that he did there. And also when he's quite happy to use, for example, the data stamps in... Um, uh, Oh, what's it called? The Christmas special of the Cybermen. Um, um, the next Doctor, where yeah. he's quite happy to go around blasting Cybermen head off with yeah. data stamps. And, oh, a crack in the trailer. 
And this is the part where the Doctor really gets... The first time we see the Doctor get particularly angry in Matt Smith's incarnation. Apart from the end of The Beast Below, where that's more of a quiet rage. Mm. This one he gets rather annoyed, doesn't he? Yeah, it's where we see him and... Uh, and he and he shouts at the Dalek and hits it with a spanner and stuff. <laughs> oh yes! But you see him more out of con- yeah, out of out control. Of the situation a lot more out of his control. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a really good episode. Well, you can go back into our archives. Uh, not the delirium archive. No, we can, oh, we can be a bit delirious, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but um, uh, you uh, can hear the commentary that we made at the time of Flash and Stone. Flash and Stone, yeah. But perhaps we can just wrap up with some thoughts on the story as a whole. Do you remember it, Sarah? No, I don't really remember it. I remember bits of it. I think I remember it. I don't have such a memory for these episodes as you do, Kelly. <laughs> uh... Um, Well, basically, they go up into the ship and you've got them making their way through the forest, which is part of the atmosphere control for the ship. Yeah. Um, And you have the angels coming after them, but then the crack appears and starts eating Mm. things and wiping people out of time and space. And basically, the crack and the angels cancel each other out and the gravity begins to fail and tips all of the angels into the crack. Conveniently. Conveniently, yes. Yes. Which is handy for the Doctor. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Amy tries to snog the Doctor infamously. Oh, is that that episode? Oh, yes. dear. Oh, I'd, I'd blissfully forgotten that bit. Um, which, again, caused some controversy. Oh, it wh- is a bit, yes. Which I think sort of justifies itself within Amy's character development and story arc because mm. you kind of see that actually she has been quite damaged by being abandoned by the Doctor as a child. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they quite fill that out in character terms as well as they could mm. have done. Uh, there's some stuff that got cut in terms of character moments um, that I think would have helped pay that off better. For example, in The Big Bang, there was cut dialogue about how Amy's mum had talked her out of being a kissogram, um, (laughs) for example. And I think that would have helped establish the idea that Amy had her timeline and her character kind of been put right a bit, as it were. Yeah, I'd forgotten that's the end of that that next episode, Flesh and Stone. Yeah. I think I remember quite liking them. I think we quite liked it when we were Yeah, I, I do think it's a really good story on the whole. I'd have liked the Doctor to have been more active in coming up with a solution. Mm. And at that point, like I said, I didn't mind with a song. Yes, um, and it does do a good job of injecting a bit more mystery into River Song, you get the whole idea that uh, she might be the one who kills the Doctor. Yeah. And it also gives some hints to the finale. With the, yeah. And uh, you get some nice interactions between River and Amy. Yeah. Which, of course, just look, just look like two women ganging up on him, doesn't yeah. it? But obviously it does. They do get on quite well, because obviously they are actually related. <laughs> Even though thinking about those timelines hurts my brain somewhat. Yes. But... Uh, 
Well, there's some diagrams online that might help explain oh, things to you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Most of the time, as long as I don't think about it too hard, most of the time it makes sense. It <laughs> goes for a lot of things, really. But, uh... Yeah. So, but we've... So now we've got both discussions up. Yes. So <laughs> the wrong way round. Yeah. The very wibbly-wobbly, try-me-why-me, <laughs> Stephen Moffaty-woffaty yes. way. So you can listen to the second episode from the time in that time travel way. But just so. bear in mind that it, it's now May that we're actually discussing the first one. And I can't remember when we discussed the second one. Yes, two years ago. Is it really that long ago? That's probably why I can't remember it then. <laughs> you can't really be blamed. No. <laughs> it's not one I've seen again, I don't think, either. Yeah. Doctor Who's turning over a bit like Friends now is that I'll catch on TV various episodes. Mm. Like, I've watched Midnight, I think, three times recently. Yeah. Um, but you know, I haven't seen that one for a long time. But Anyway. You mean you don't have uh, all of the episodes no, on the regular don't. rotation? No, so I don't. You catch up on the episodes. I have too many obsessions. If I spent all my <laughs> life uh, paying homage to all my obsessions, I'd well, I'd not do anything else really. So uh, <laughs> there uh, we go. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. If you would like to share your thoughts and opinions on this episode, we welcome your comments on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or indeed on the blog. And if you've got any speculation about Amy and Rory and the Weeping Angels in New York, that would be great. Please don't po- post spoilers. We know that there's... Uh, stuff out there about graveyards and stuff. We don't want it given away. No, we don't want um, to know. We don't know. We don't want. But our other listeners who don't want to know to know either. So, so uh, spoiler-free comments. Yeah. So keep it to things that have been officially announced and speculation. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you otherwise. Yes, please get in touch. Yes. Thanks for listening, and come back soon for our commentary on the vampires of Venice. Yep. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>